In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Really miss you till you dead or you gone. So on that note, I'm leaving after the song. So you ain't gotta feel no way about Jay so long. But at least let me tell you why I'm this way. Hold on. I was conceived by Gloria Carter and Adnis Reeves, who made love under the sycamore tree, which makes me a more sicker MC. And my mama would claim at 10 pounds when I was born, I didn't give her no pain. I told through the years, I gave her her fish, yeah. I gave her her first real scare. I made it for birth when I got here. She knows my purpose wasn't purpose. I ain't perfect, I can't. But I feel worthless because my shirts wasn't matching my kit. Now I'm just scratching the surface because what's buried under there. Was a kid torn apart once his pop disappeared I went to school, got good grades, could behave when I wanted But I had demons deep inside that were raised when confronted Hold on Now all the teachers couldn't reach me 
me and my mama couldn't beat me hard enough to match the pain of my pop not seeing me so with that stain in my membrane got on my pimp game fuck the world my defense came then the haven introduced me to the game spanish jose introduced me to kane i'm a hustler now my gear is in and i'm in the in crowd and all the wavy light skin girls are loving me now my self-esteem went through the roof man i got my swag got a vocal from this girl when the man got back plus i hit my mama with cash my show that i had supposedly knowing nobody paid jazz whack ass i'm getting ahead of myself by the way i can rap but that came second to me moving his crack give me a second i swear i would say about my rap career to 96 came i'm here goodbye Adrenaline rush, your blood boils, you in a spot, knowing cops can rush. And yeah, you in a drop, you so easy to touch. No two days are alike, except the first and 15, pretty much. And trust, is a word you seldom hear from us. Hustlers, we don't sleep, we rest one eye up. And the drop is to find a man when the well dries up. You learn the worth of water without work, you thirst, you die. Yep, and niggas get tired of a product. The little brothers, ring fingers get cut up to show mothers they really got them. And this is the stress I live with, till I decided to try this rap for a living. I pray I'm forgiven for every bad decision I've made, every sister I've played. Cause I'm still paranoid to this day And it's nobody for I made the decisions I made This is the life I chose So rather the life that chose me If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black Folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. This is your Wednesday episode. How the heck is everybody doing out there? I hope you guys are good. Um, listen, it, it uh, it's, I'm over at my parents' house, and I, uh, you guys, listen, if, Dad or Mom, if you're listening, you, Dad, you might be. I don't know, but I, um, I'm gonna get real quiet because it's a tiny house, and um, I gave my dad my old iPhone. We're just getting right into it. By the way, we have an amazing show today. Amrit and uh, Nicholas from Family Karma are on, and they were amazing. Oh, man, I love those dudes. And if you're not watching Family Karma, you, you got to because the season finale is this Sunday. You you do have time to catch up. It's three short seasons. You can do it. I can do that on. I can do that in a day. Anyways. Oh, and plus we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Jersey, uh, the episode that aired tonight, and we'll talk a little bit about Summer House. And some pop culture stories. So a nice, nice little tight show for you guys. Anyways, you know how it is as you get older is that uh, your visits just become um, like a technology conference. It's just explaining technology. And each time I come down, like I'm, I almost think they prank me at times. I almost think they're like, let's really mess with them and ask these questions. Like they're asking things where I'm like, dude, I'm not a programmer. I don't, I don't make the things. 
Like, I, I barely know how to work them myself. And that's the other sad thing, too, because you're like, oh, man, at what age do, do I start not knowing how to use technology? You know, and I don't even have kids to make them feel bad about, you know, to, to make them show me how to do things. Oh, my God. So I gave my dad my old iPhone. I had an old iPhone. And I was telling the Patreon today, I said, I, I, I was that, you know, this is not going to shock any of you guys. I'm so disorganized. I, um, you have like 21 days to mail your old iPhone back. And I just, I didn't. <laughs> so I got charged. This is years ago. So I've had this iPhone. And then my dad was like complaining about his phone. And I was like, oh, take my iPhone, you know? And this thing jumped through hoops because I had to get it jailbroken from AT&T. Dude, I felt like I was like a hacker all of a sudden. Like, and that is just all of these. I mean, I listen, this, it, how do you guys do it with kids? How do you guys do it with kids? And then my mom, she got an Apple Watch and she doesn't want it to lock all the time. So she's like, take the coat off. Like they just, they just hand things to me and tell me, fix this. I've, I don't know if just because I do a podcast and I have a computer, they think I know everything. Like and it's scary because I know there's gonna, they're gonna literally be like, can you uh, can you break into a bank account of your late? <laughs> they're just gonna start. It's wild, you guys. I'm literally hiding from them right now. <laughs> um, actually, uh, so uh, my mom goes in for her third round of chemo. So they're start. We're, she's starting that tomorrow, and really excited to get that going. And she's uh, doing good. She got. She's very excited, you guys, because she got on Amazon. She got a baseball cap with a with a like a blonde short bob wig attached to the baseball cap and it came in from Amazon today and it looks like a blonde wig and a bit no is she it looks amazing it kind of looks like lala actually from Vanderpump Rules I was like I was like I'm about to show I'm about to send pictures to Rand um how are you guys doing? Are you good? Are you good? Oh and then I forget to mention this but now I figure like you know I have mentioned my dad he had skin cancer on his leg, and he had to get that removed today. And it's just like we're all falling apart. We're literally all falling apart. If you hear if you hear a bang during this podcast, just just accept that probably one of my arms fell off. You know, I'm just I'm nothing is shocking me anymore. You guys, my goodness, I hope you are doing way better than I am, and I know that's true. And by the way, we're all doing good at this point because it's Wednesday. It is flipping Wednesday. This is the time we've made halfway through the week and we can just coast the rest of the week. But let's start with, uh, well, let me tell you the, the, the stuff first is, uh, if you like this pod, if you like this podcast, rate it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. I see a lot of people, uh, have been doing that on Spotify lately. And I just got to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, uh, there are little small ways to know that that what we're doing is is working or you know and I know that but at the end of the day when I see that number goes up it's one of those like things of like oh wow this actually it makes me feel, it's so sad it makes me feel good um oh, oh yeah and if you like the show even more go over to the patreon patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good now here like listen I gave you last week I gave you a full summer house recap of episode one well guess what episode two aired. On, two, on Monday night, and it was amazing, and a full recap, a full audio recap and a full video recap is over on the Patreon right now. Uh, I think it's around an hour and a half, and I went off on so many, so many things, you guys. But let me just tell you a couple of things. I'm not going to recap it on the main feed, so it's over there if you want it, and I'm telling you, it is good. I'm telling you, and I never like what I do. Um, okay, let's start with the good stuff. Maya. 
leaving a sandwich in her purse and then forgetting about it and finding it, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start carrying a purse. I didn't even know you were like, that's legal. We can just carry Like, that's what I'm like, dude, these guys need to start carrying around purses. Like if they branded purses for men who liked food, purses would be like, girls, good luck getting purses. (laughs) It's just like one of the most expensive bags in the world to carry a Subway sandwich. Uh, Danielle came back to the show. Sierra came back to the show. Here's the deal. The, the other great, the great nugget of information we found out that Paige let us know that Craig has never pooped around her and has never farted around her. And that, that makes Craig the sociopath of the week. Are you kidding me? No wonder this dude looks full of shit all the time. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I tease Craig because I know he doesn't like to be teased, uh, because I read his book and I know that, uh, and by the way, Craig's blocked me, but because I went to like, I thought I blocked him and I went to unblock him because I was like, oh, and then I realized he's blocked me and I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. But like, I would expect that from Craig because that's totally, he, I, I, I made a lawyer joke a long time ago. I probably made tons of jokes, but anyways, um, I found that piece of information about Craig fascinating. Like, listen, I know that's classy to a degree, but at a certain point, man, he's going to let one rip. And it's going to ruin their relationship. It is going to ruin. Just ruin. She's going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? That came out of your butt? Are you joking? Like, listen, when I date people, I uh, I fart right the first day. I just say, this is what it's all about. I don't usually have a second date, but it doesn't matter. At least I'm up front about how much I smell. <laughs> okay. And then, of course... Uh, so the Carl Lindsay, I mean, it just, it just Carl, the Carl Kyle thing, it just went off the rails. Now, if you listen to Kyle's interview with me on Monday's episode or my interview, my interview with Kyle on Monday's episode, um, he, you know, listen, it's bad. And I don't think them, he went on watch what happens live and it it just, it's just not going to go this. I'm, I'm so stressed out for them this season and that friendship, which I hope, I mean, I don't even know how much of a friendship there will be afterwards. And also I'm just wondering, like, will Dan, like, will Carl and Lindsay, will there be people still wanting to go to their wedding after this season? It seems like I'm just trying to, uh, it's wild. And then Kyle goes, yo, Carl once showed up to the office so coked out one, which by the way, can we use the Bravo term for Coke pasta? Come on. Like Carl showed up to the office. So pasta out one day. It's not about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. La la. It's not about the pasta. But I couldn't believe that Kyle said that out loud on TV because I feel like that opens Pandora's box. If we're going to start talking about drug use on these shows, everybody's fucked. Like, eh, Kyle, you're probably fucked too. Like, it is wild. And also, we know Carl's not with Loverboy anymore. He's probably looking for a job. And like, is this going to be some sort of like, yeah, um, uh, check out check out my LinkedIn and then uh, please do not check out this past week's episode of Summer House. That's going to really... But also, yeah, of course, Carl probably... Like, we all knew Carl had a problem. Carl knew he had a problem. Carl's doing something about it. And also... I just feel like that's scary for Kyle because Kyle, when you say shit like that, unless it's pre-agreed upon with Carl, which would be even wilder. I mean, wouldn't like that just, I feel scared for his company. Like Carl could sue like Carl, like it is so messed up to say that. Like you can say messed up, fucked up, but say coked up. Like there is a certain image of that. There's a certain, I don't know. And then I love that Kyle right after it was like, he was so coked up, he didn't bring his laptop to work. And it was like, dude, I've been completely sober and not. 
<laughs> Sometimes I forgot to wear pants to work. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Laptop. And also, by the way, that's on you, bro. I just now realize you had no stationary computers at your office. Are you kidding me? This dude, this dude's like, bring your laptop. We do not have any kind of uh, desktop computers here at Loverboy. Um, and that's on you. But Danielle then, she's over here in this and she's like, fuck no, because Danielle's friend of the week. But then Carl and Lindsay, they're over at some wedding, which by the way, I also said, listen, here's the deal. If you guys don't want to do it, I'll do it. But we need to have some sort of schedule with Summer House. Who's going to be there which weekend? And here's my new rule for Summer House. If you're not going to be in the Summer House for that weekend, you need to find a replacement. You call up Luke Gulbrunson. You call up Andrea Denver. You don't call Hannah Burner. You do, you know, but like I'm saying, you and you get it approved by the manager, which will be me, and then you can go on your weddings. How hard is it to go down to the Summer House for a weekend? You're getting paid. I don't need you to go to a wedding in Malibu. Nobody needs you there. You go to the summer house. Also, I would be at the summer house every fucking day because I don't want anybody to talk shit about me. So I would just be there just to make people feel guilty about talking shit about me. But I'm done with people coming and going. No, you come and go during the week on your time. The summer house is my time and you better all show up. That's I, I'm, I'm going to be firm. And I like Carl and Lindsay, but I got to be firm. You do not do weddings during summer house season, period. So tell your buddy, sorry, I hope you have a long and happy wedding, but I got to be at the summer house. And that's just how it's, that's how it's got to go. And that's why when I'm producer of that show, I'm going to run it with an iron fist. I'm going to make it. <laughs> so anyways, I do a full recap. I do a full line by line recap. And it's so fascinating. Those relationships, I was really worried. And I think you heard it in my voice. Um, we just, I was just thinking like, what if five people listen to this show? And I'm like, I think you guys heard it in my voice. I know you know, uh, is that I was worried that the first episode, I was like, oh, this is like really sad and not, it didn't really have pace, you know? And this had pace. The newbies, they were talked about a lot more. I started to like them even more. And I was like, ooh, like, you know what that feeling is? That's hope. A little glimmer of hope for me of like, okay, 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 Summerhouse, I see you. I see what you're doing. I like it. I'll allow it. But also at the same time, it's painful. The kids are growing up and it's just painful. These are these are worse fights than fighting about getting wasted or fighting about Austin, like, you know, putting his dick in everything that moved at the summer house. You know, like these are adult fights. We're talking about we're talking about business. We're talking about doing drugs at business. It's just wild. So anyways, that was my quick summer house. But go over patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Five bucks a month. You get access to all that, all that stuff, man. Go. Come on. Support. Um, and also I think so bad it's good merch.com. We have tons of shirts. We have funny shirts. We got stickers. We got, we got tons of stuff. We got your needs met over there as well. Um, okay. I wanted to talk about real housewives of New Jersey. Um, oh man. Uh, shoot me, you guys just shoot me. I can't, I can't watch another season of Joey, Melissa and Teresa. I get it, you guys. You don't like each other. You don't want it. Like, I totally... And I, you know what? I get it. You used to be family. I get it that you still are legally. But I get... You know, I get all of it. I, I think I understand that your parents are sad in heaven. I understand that. I understand that Louie love your love bubble. I understand that. I understand the kids. I understand all of this. And... I don't know if I care anymore. Can I just leave it at that? And I know I care about people, but I just feel like there is a limit 
I mean, this is like, it feels like that movie Groundhog's Day. Every, every season, it's the same bullshit. And literally, Joey, Joey Gorga is one of my all-time favorite housewives. He literally, they get, he gets more camera time than, than most of those women. And like, literally, I'm watching a scene with him and Louie where he's like, I'm afraid of getting hurt again, Louie. I can't, I can't, I can't talk to her. What if I get hurt again, bro? What if I get, what if you get hurt again? What the fuck is going on in Jersey? Jersey is the most sensitive men ever with the worst beards I've ever seen. Like, have you noticed that this season? That new dude has one of the worst beards I've ever, like, just wildly horrible beards. Like, they're all ripped and muscle, like veiny muscle dudes, you know, but they're all horrible. Like, the facial hair, once it grows past a certain point, awful. Just awful. Scares the hell out of me. And I'll tell you this. I love Frank Catania, right? I do. I do. He's been on the show a bunch. Really nice guy. That photo of him for the calendar as the Easter Bunny, that's like a horror film to me. Are you kidding me? That scared the shit out of me. There's a new name in terror. His name is Easter Catania. Like, it really, that little look. Like, mommy, mommy, there's an Easter Frank Catania under my bed. Help me. Um, Okay, so I'm going to do a really quick recap of this. Um, Really, it's not line by line. I'm just going to go over kind of the show. Um, Also, I wanted to shout out uh, Lauren. She is a listener. She went through a lumpectomy today. Uh, very brave. You are a warrior, Lauren. And she sent me a picture today where she was like in, in getting prepped for the surgery and she was listening to the pop culture roundup. And I was like, that can't be good for the lumpectomy. That, that you, the doctors are like, please, no, ma'am, you're going to have to turn that off. We're going to have to confiscate the phone. But anyways, Lauren, uh, if you're listening to this, I hope your recovery is going well. You got this. I believe in you. Um, so, uh, Frank Catania, sorry. So this this had a lot of different themes. Um, we started off at the mozzarella party that we ended on last week. This mozzarella party. Did anybody go out and buy mozzarella over the weekend to like they watch it and they're like, "Ooh, I'm I'm hungry for some mozzarella." I love mozzarella. Um, so we get into that fight again about Melissa and Teresa and the wedding. And then Teresa, Teresa's like, Melissa, you want, you want, you want to go to the wedding? You want to go to, uh, you want to be a bridesmaid? I'll, I'll, I'd like you to be a bridesmaid. Okay. Let's be a bridesmaid. Like, I'm like, Teresa, you just threw out a bridesmaid invitation after all of this. And then I was like, okay, Melissa, just say yes. And let's just be done with it. Even though I know she says no, because I've followed everything since we know everything that happens in this season already. And Melissa goes, no, I don't want like, you know, second dibs or like, you know, I'm just like, guys, just shut up. All of you shut up. Like, this is crazy. Melissa, you know, just say yes. So Joe, if you really care that much about Joey and Joey's always bummed out about his sister, just say yes. So then everything will be good. Like, it's like, no, you guys both, you all, everybody here is guilty. Everybody here is guilty. And I'll tell you, I'll talk to you about Louie in a second because he potentially is the guiltiest. Also, remember, there are timestamps on this. If you want to skip right to, to Nicholas and Amrith from Family Karma, I totally get it. Um, so, uh. She says no, and I'm like, what is what is the point? What are we doing? Like, I just, I don't know what we're doing here. Like, you, you, Teresa all of a sudden throws out an invitation, and then I was like, okay, well, let's just be done with it. And Melissa's like, no, I can't take that invitation. Um, so then we go to another scene with one of the new cast members, Rachel, who's talking about her IVF uh, journey. Uh, she wants to have another kid in the next year because uh, she, she wants to do this and be done with having kids. She said a piece of dialogue in here that is going to haunt me until the end of days. She was telling her husband, um, she goes, I'm the one who has to get the sunroof cut open 
I think she's talking about her tummy, the the vaginal tummy area where they do like the C-section. And I was like, I've never heard it. Has a doctor ever explained that to any ladies out there? Like, then we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to uh, get that sunroof cut open right there. And then voila, the baby comes right out there. I was like, I'm the one who has to get the sunroof cut open. I was like, this is wild. Um, it was just brutal. Then we go to a scene where Teresa and Gia and Louie and Gabrielle even comes in, the quiet one. And Teresa's like, yeah, I, went, I was with Melissa and I just, I invited her to, I ended up inviting her to be a bridesmaid. And Gia's like, oh, mom, I wish you hadn't have done that. Come on. That was, you shouldn't have done that. And then, you know, like I said, they bring Gabrielle in and, you know, Teresa's like, I, Gabrielle, I know you don't like to be a part of this, the family, the, the, the family drama and stuff. I'm like, then don't put her on national television. Like that's maybe if she doesn't like that, don't, why are we doing this? Um, this is the piece of information that bothered me on so many levels was that Gia, the idea gets floated again that, uh, you know, Joey did this podcast with Melissa where they were talking all about being there for the kids while Teresa was in prison and Gia and then Gabriella come in to say that that was not true, that the only times that they saw them when Teresa was in prison was while they were filming, you know, while, while they were on camera and, I don't know why Gia or Gabrielle would ever lie about this. I don't think they would. And that part really saddens me if that is the case. I think both of these people, I think all of these people, like I said, are at fault. But that part really, because, but also I don't love that Teresa uses her kids on camera. Like, I don't mean use in the sense of like, she's like, they're being used. I just, just wish that they could be away from this. Cause I was just thinking like how much these kids actual relationships in their real lives as they grow up, how much it's got to be affected by all of the fighting. I mean, just the fact that their mom even is the table flipper, like how many jokes they've had to endure or even how popular they are because of their mom. Like it's just a different way that they probably had to live their lives that we can't understand. But anyways, hearing that is just shitty. It is really, really gross. Um, so uh, then Gabrielle's neck breaks out in hives and it starts to look like Louis's face because Louis always looks like the, the Kool-Aid man that comes by like, hey, I'm the Kool-Aid man. Louis always looks like he's about to like, like he's just all of a sudden cherry tomatoes have taken over his skin tone. Um, and then Louis starts piping in. He's like, it's disgusting. You know, it's disgusting what he does. And I'm just so sorry, Teresa. I'm just so sorry, Teresa, what he does to you. I'm just so sorry what he does to you. And I can see it. I'm like, I can, I can see what you're doing, dude. I can see what you're doing. You don't think I can see you from a mile away? Which probably is like, yeah, you can see. So like fucking scammer meets scammer. Of course you can see him a mile away. It also reminded me of that video of Louis on the beach. I would like to come to you and marry you, you if that is okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. I do like I when I was with my friends uh, this weekend at the funeral, um, oh, you know, I always get that, man. I tell you guys so much. I always get that where I'm like, hey, I tuned into your pod. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, man, but keep up the good work. It's good stuff. Um, so that like, oh, that's what I wanted to say about Louie, you guys. This is my this. I think this is a great little thought I had. Louie. Reminds me so much of Jen Shaw in that the fact, not even the criminal aspect of it. Let's just assume they're both criminals. I mean, you know, Jen has been a proven one at this point. 
So there has been so much talk about Louis and his past relationships, so much information out put out there. If you really went digging for it, it's all out there. Same with Jen Shaw when he was she was filming these shows. And so I would I would always be like, why is Jen Shaw doing another season of the show? This is so dangerous for her because people are just poking around and she has so many skeletons to hide. And I feel the same way about Louis. The reason that they're the same, though, is that there are so many more insane people on their casts that they almost go they they almost go unscathed like nobody really truly ever questions them anymore you know nobody questions louis really you know like he is he gets he, like he gets to comment on how crazy joey is and how crazy melissa is and how you know when it's like dude i still got questions about you but it was like Jen Shaw was the same way. It was like I, every season I'd be like, why are you in this show? And then it'd be the end of the season. I'd be like, wow, she got away with it again. Nobody really questioned her. And I think maybe that's the same. If you if you are if you carry yourself with such a degree of confidence and you you try to like <laughs> you try to like really make people feel good in this interesting way. But usually that's like a tactic because you're hiding something. But people will usually buy into that. All you need is extreme confidence. But I feel like Louis is benefiting from this. The same benefit that Jen Shaw got for being on a cast with Mary Cosby. and <laughs> Like just insane people. Uh, no offense, Mary. Uh, I'm excited to have you back. But I don't know. That was my thought. I was just like, this is just wild. Like we're not even questioning him. And we're back to Joey, Melissa and Teresa storylines. I just thought at least we would get a little bit more on that. And I was like, maybe Teresa truly, truly does run Jersey in terms of the show. Because that's the other thing of like, this is getting so old. And I think the fans think it that the show's going to have to cut ties with some people. And I don't think it's going to be Teresa because Teresa is lock stock and two smoking barrels this show entirely and i don't think that's like i would like i would like the honestly i would like the show without teresa joey and melissa i would like because eventually we're gonna i always say that like eventually they're gonna have to move on you know like they're just gonna have to move on at some point but if it was if it would happen right now i think they would cut joey and melissa way over teresa which is wild because i think the louis thing is such a liability and I don't know. It's getting, it's, it's very interesting. So next we go to a scene, uh, with Melissa and Danielle, uh, new girl, Danielle, who I love. Uh, she lets Melissa, she was talking about her, uh, her business, which is bougie and it's bougie kids clothes. Like that's so fucked up. It's like little Jean Benet Ramsey clothes. Like it is, but whatever. I love Danielle. Like I just, she's just one of those people that you kind of just instantly like. I think we all feel uh, that way. She also lets us know and lets us in on this insane story about her brother and her brother and her not talking anymore because her brother got married and there was all this, you know, all this shit with the, uh, his brother's wife and it just got insane. And now they do not talk at all. And I, you know, listen, you're saying, oh, more brother-sister shit? Yeah, but listen, it's new brother-sister shit. Like, I just don't want to hear the Melissa, Joey, uh, Teresa stuff. I want to hear new brother-sister shit. Like, I'm not saying there should be a ban on all brother and sister stuff, you know? Um, we get a scene with Jennifer Aiden and Bill um, where Jennifer Aiden's complaining about, like, you know, the women. And Bill's like, you know, Jennifer, you have to understand. Um, sometimes you have to listen, you know? And Jennifer's like, I don't want to hear this. I was like, Bill has to explain why Jennifer's a nut to her face. Because Jennifer's like, I don't want to hear my husband tell me what I'm like, Jennifer, 
You are too much, girl. Then we have another scene with Danielle where Valentina, her daughter, who I think is a star, she's like three years old or something like that. She's given some like report on artists, like including Jackson Pollock and stuff. And she wasn't able to do it at school because of like, I think the quarantine and COVID. So they're doing it for her family, her mom and dad who have been split up since she was eight. Danielle's mom and dad. And this is like Danielle's dad is like supposedly the life of the party, but another guy that has a horrible beard. Um... I'm not trying to fight with you, Danielle, but it was not a great beard. But it was great. It was like they just truly, you could just tell, like they were so proud of Valentina, Dominic. The son gave his little sister flowers. And it was it was really cute. I just think I, I like I like Danielle and her family right now. Then we have a scene with Joey and Melissa, his in-laws. And they were talking about his family and bitching about Teresa. That just kind of like, ugh. And then we get to Guy's Night. Oh, also, there was a scene earlier at the beginning of the show between Frank Catania and Polly, Dolores's new dude. And it's just, it, it's that guy like, hey, how you doing, bro? How you doing, bro? How you doing, bro? I can't do Irish accent. But, and, you know, it's that kind of macho thing. This Polly guy, though, I'm just, I'm, God, it's another one. It's, I got to get used to him a little bit more. I'm really, uh, but anyways, the whole thing was Catania invited him out to drinks with the guys. And uh, this last scene is uh, guys night. Uh, the other new guy, the hu- one of the husbands, John Fuda, he's the other one with the horrible beard. Um, but when he shaves it, he just has like a five o'clock shadow, and that's not nearly as bad as the actual beard. You guys know what I'm talking about. It looks like it looks like Howie from Backstreet Boys. Um, then Nate, Danielle's husband, comes. They call him Nate the Great. Uh, <laughs> and then Polly, we find out, isn't coming. And uh, Frank is bummed about that because he wants everything to be normal. He wants his relationship with Dolores to go back to the way it was. And, you know, it is interesting to watch Frank feel the pain of this. But I think it's just the pain of, like, his normal life, not losing Dolores, but just like, oh, it was so good the way it was. You know, we, you know, I work on your house. I get to do everything with you. I get to see the kids all the time. And, you know, so it's interesting. I'm just still out. I'm still out on... Polly. Anyways, Louis comes in finally, red as hell, as he always is. They're talking to him about his bachelor party. And then, of course, Joey, you know, like, you know, what's going on? What's going on with the bachelor? How many people are going to be at your wedding? 200? 200? Okay. Okay. You know what I don't, you know what I don't think? I just think it's, it's not cool. It's disrespectful that you didn't invite Melissa's in-laws. How dare you? I am hurt. I am so hurt. You don't even know the hurt I feel. And I'm like, Joey, we have heard how hurt you are for, I feel like what is, it feels like a decade, at least. Like, (laughs) go to therapy, don't talk to your sister anymore, but like, I'm just tired of it. And Louis like, you know, Louis like, hey man, come on. You know, Louis finally kind of sticking up for Teresa and all that stuff. He's not backing down and everybody's trying to explain like, Louis, you don't understand. It's very disrespectful in an Italian family. And I'm like, guys, let's just throw the Italian stuff to the side for a second. Like it's not, it doesn't seem to be doing us any favors. But anyways, then it turns into some therapy session of a Louis like, you know, I see how hurt you are, man. I see, I see how hurt you are. Why don't you, you know, you just talk to her, like, take that risk, take that risk. Like he's trying to coach Joey all of a sudden. And it just took a weird turn because I thought it should have amped up and really they should have just like gone into a cage match. But instead, you know, Louis all of a sudden, like, you know, the Joey whisperer, like he is with Teresa. And I'm like, this is so weird. And he's wearing like a, a peace sign shirt. And, um, it's, it, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's just weird. And this all, this was all based on a podcast. They, this is all like, you know, 
Louis like, you shouldn't have gone onto a podcast and talked about the kids and you being for them when you weren't. And I just love that we live in a day and age where, you know, 10 years ago, this fight couldn't have happened because podcasts really weren't nearly as what they are today. And now podcasts seem to be at least 33% of any housewife shows. It's something to do with the podcast. And I'm like, look at how, look at how we've grown folks. So anyways, that's Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh, listen, I'm going to watch every episode. We'll always talk about it. I just got to say, I really, this is one of those things where we are shackled to this storyline and I want to break free and breaking free does not mean that they all have to make up and like each other. They don't. But also that Melissa Joey thing about potentially them not being there for the kids when Teresa was there, that to me is so weird and I want to know more information about that because I like, I'm not one of those even like that I hate Melissa. That's the other thing. You go online, you guys, and especially Twitter, which is like a hellscape all the time. The way people argue for Teresa is wild. Like, like you would, like, it's like an army and it is so, it, I don't, I don't sometimes get it. Like I, I really, I'm like, what is what, the anger? The, the, it's, it's, I mean, it's wild. It's like rabid. And I just, I'm like, if you really cared this much about Teresa, you would have gone given the Louis stuff so much more of a once over, you know, like that to me is real shit. The Joey shit is that like, he's annoying, but he's a pussy and he just likes to be on TV. Um, I like him as a, but like, you know, but we all see that he's kind of like just this, but Joey wants to be on TV. Joey wants to like, he wants to be this part of this whole production, but the Louie thing I feel is much more dangerous. And I just still don't trust him. And that to me is where the Teresa, this I'm talking the hardcore stands. That's where I'm like, you guys should ride that storyline out for a little bit and try to shake that out and see if anything. Cause to me, that is, ugh, that could just go wrong at any point. That's my fear. And I think that's the thing is like, we all like Teresa. So to me, that is just the one thing that it keeps sticking in my head, if you will. Okay. Um, also, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, the Countess Luann show. I did a story on the Pop Culture Roundup yesterday with Lex Nico talking about, uh, you know, Dorinda, of course, was like drunk, you know, fighting, had to get taken out of there. But there was also a girl that threw up at the Countess Luann show on Countess Luann. And I, this is why you really, you, this is why you really have to do your research and just don't believe everything that you see. Because I was sent a TikTok video where it was like this dude explaining what happened at the Countess Luann show. And it was like, it was insane. I was like, oh my God, did this, like, it was so real and I completely bought it. And then I found out, um, I was lied to and it was not true. I'm going to play you guys the audio of this. This is what I really thought happened at the Countess Luann show. And this is why you got to really Google and do your research. Cause this just is insane. Here we go. Hey everybody. I don't know about you, but this morning I woke up to the news that a fan had blown chunks right on Luann, uh, during her cabaret show last night in New York. I am so upset by this. They say it was projectile vomit, almost a foot long, sort of like the exorcist vomit, and it went all over Luann's face and hair and that crown tiara that she wears. Um, she was covered in vomit from head to toe. And apparently sources are saying they know exactly what the joke was that caused this fan to blow chunks all over Luann. Uh, Luann came up to her. She invited this girl on stage, and Luann came up to her with a classic knock-knock joke. 
uh, she goes, knock, knock. And the fan goes, who's there? And she was so drunk. You could just tell she was so drunk. And then Luann said, um, Joe. And the fan had no idea. She was so drunk out of her mind, ready to barf. She goes, Joe who? And Luann goes, Giovanni. And then the music started playing for Feeling Giovanni. And she was about to start dancing. But then all of a sudden, the fan just was so uproarious with laughter that vomit started to pour out from her mouth. And it blew, she blew full-blown chunks all over Luann. So kind of shocked, kind of sad. The joke was funny, but I don't know if it was actually funny enough to blow chunks like that. Anyway, hope you guys are doing okay after that news. Oh my God, you guys, I fully believed that. I was like, no way. And then this is actually what did, this is what actually did happen. And you have to go to, I think Queens of Bravo has this uh, video, but it was, this is, I don't know if you'll make sense of this, but I'll play the audio. Okay, so not nearly as crazy as Giovanni and then blowing. (laughs) That would have been so, like, that would have been legendary. That would have been an HBO documentary if that had happened. I would have wanted to know every little bit of that. But that was, if if you go look at the video, it's just Luann talking about Alex McCord and Marrakesh. And then, um, and then. She's like talking to the audience and she's like, whoa, whoa, what is that? Because she, she feels something and they're like tables at this little lounge club and she gets kind of pulled away. She's like, no, no, that's okay. It's a bachelor party. Okay, okay. Um, man, I, you know what I will say though? I, I've been watching so many performers documentaries lately, you know, like the JLo halftime show, or there's so many documentaries about like musicians and what they go through in their life. And I always find it fascinating what if we did a full Countess Luann documentary? Because I don't think we're going to get Roni Legacy for at least another year at this point. So why don't we do a black and white Countess Luann documentary? Couldn't you see it? Couldn't you totally? Like, I'm, uh, there's no joke in this. Like, treat it dead serious and just follow her light, like in black and white, like Madonna Truth or Dare or the Lady Gaga documentary or the J-Lo documentary and just see what her day-to-day is on the road. Like, I would be so beyond here for it. And I think you guys would too. Um, okay. So I want to bring up our guests finally, and then we're going to call it a show here and we'll do a quick commercial break. Um, but I just want to say, uh, Amrith and Nicole, uh, Amrith and Nicholas, um, from family karma, these guys are getting married and we see, we saw part one this past Sunday and it was, man, it made me think of my wedding and it's just so, and Nicholas, like, listen, his, his, you know, his parents came to the wedding, but they didn't want to be on camera. And like, you know, it's like blending these families and like, they've gone through so much. We've watched them get engaged on the show. We watched Amrit tell his grandma on the show that he was gay. We've watched all of these things. And, but like, even the wedding ceremonies itself in these Indian ceremonies are so beautiful. Like, I couldn't believe the dancing. And you had like, there was like Amrit's dad. Like, he's like, I love to dance. I love, I live for it. And he's like doing these 
these choreographed dances and the colors are beautiful. And it was, I was like, you guys, like, I don't know why I haven't watched this show. This show is fan flipping tastic. Um, but I just also, I love, I love love. You guys know, that. I love love, but I, I do, I really do. And like, I just, these guys were just so great. And I talked to them and I, uh, and they were just so nice. And I, I really just liked them and I can't wait. That's why I want Family Karma season four, like a lot, lot, lot now, because I want to see what their future is. I mean, they're talking about babies. They're talking, and I just, uh, they're just too smart as hell dudes. And that's the other thing. I just kept thinking like, what's it like being this smart? This has got to be amazing. But anyways, part two of their wedding will be on Bravo this Sunday night. So you got to watch it. It'll be on uh, after the uh, Potomac, the second part of the Potomac reunion. I don't know why there's three parts, but this will be the second part. And then we do Family Karma. And you got to you got to support. We got to support. I got to support. But also these guys are just great. So I cannot wait for you to meet them right after this commercial break. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this week's sponsor really quickly. And this week, So Bad It's Good, is sponsored by Nutrafol. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I am obsessed with Nutrafol. Uh, it is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement and is clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Now, you're like, Ryan, you have beautiful hair already, but you got, you guys know, I've talked about this in the past where I'm like, I'm starting to see like little, you know, starting to see it kind of recede back. And I was talking, I made this list on uh, on my app of like things that I want to improve. Like, you know, do you ever do that? Like, oh, I've got like a pat, like I'm getting dry patches of skin here and there and I need to, to go see somebody about this. And this was something that I was talking about, about receding hairlines. And so it was so awesome when this product got sent to me and I was like, oh my God, this actually is something that I'm trying to work on myself. And how also crazy, because this is for women and men at the same time. I mean, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. And that's with Nutrafol. And uh, I love Nutrafol. I got to tell you, I've been taking it now for three weeks. And I mean, listen, I know I'm probably seeing what I want to see, but have you guys seen some of the YouTube? My hair looks luxurious. I'm not even joking. Also, I know this is kind of like beyond the point, but this is some of the most beautiful packaging I've ever seen. Look, I'm shaking it right now. It is this beautiful, beautiful, like, I think this is like glass. It is like this bottle is just, I, I can't, I'm trying to explain. I'm going to probably put a picture up of this because it is just a, uh, like, I'm going to save this bottle after I'm even done with my supplements. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm talking way too much now just about the beauty of a bottle when it's this amazing product. Uh, millions of Americans experience thinning hair. And it's, it's more than common. It's normal. But it's not openly talked about, right? Especially amongst women. So going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. It is time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. Nutrivol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. My, they should actually make target six root causes, and one of those should be Lisa Rinna. <laughs> Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. 
Each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. 3,000-plus top doctors and stylists recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support So Bad It's Good, our little show right here, by going to Nutrafol.com, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, and I'll put this in the show notes as well, and all you have to do is enter the promo code SOBAD. Which is like, we should do so good because this product's great, but the product code is so bad to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is the best offer anywhere and is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. So you also get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. And use promo code so bad. Uh, a couple of other facts, just really quickly, just to to sell you guys even more if you're not already, is it you know it's only a simple addition to your morning routine. I take four pills in the morning. Um, it's four pills you take every morning, and you're going to begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in about three to six months. Um, Nutrafol not only offers hair growth nutraceuticals, but also customized supplements as well, like hair growth duos and topical support with growth activator hair serum so that you can build a tailor-made daily wellness regimen based on your specific needs. Um, so go to the website, poke around. That's all you need to do. Visit Nutrafol.com. You can even take their hair wellness quiz for personalized product recommendations that are, re- that are unique to your own hair's needs. It's uh, neutral women, especially it's ideal if you're experiencing that thinning hair caused by stress, dieting, overstyling and environmental toxins, while women's balance is formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. Now, remember, healthier hair takes time. You'll begin to experience that, like I said, in three to six months. The powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, but you may also notice improvements to your your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and better skin and nails. When you subscribe, you're going to receive automatic monthly deliveries so you will never miss a dose. Now remember, that's Nutrafol.com, promo code SOBAD, and that will be in the show notes as well. And listen, I was talking to my mom about this because my mom's currently bald, but after all the chemo and she's able to um, you know, start growing hair again. And hopefully we we're like, we should try this. We were like, she was like, give me some of this. And I was like, hell yeah, I will mom. Okay. You guys back to our show. Welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad. It's good today. Uh, we have two people. They're just great. There's no bad in there. They're just great. And I got to highlight a show that I admitted a couple of weeks ago when I talked to Anisha that I am ignorant because I just started watching this show in the third season. But it's it's okay because the first two seasons are so easy to binge. You can find them on the Bravo app. You can find them on your uh, direct TV, your DVR. It's all there. It is a lovely weekend to spend because this is a great, great show. And the two people that we're uh, about to talk to had one of the best journeys I've seen on reality television in so long. So I got to highlight the show. And the show, of course, is Family Karma. But we have two people today. I mean, newly married. I mean, who knows? We, we we haven't seen the actual season finale yet. So who knows if they actually are? But I'm guessing something tells me that they are. Uh, so for the first time on So Bad It's Good, Amrit and Nicholas, welcome to So Bad It's Good. Hey, Ryan. So nice being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, letting us 
Tell more of our story. Oh my God. I mean, that's what I think is so beautiful is that I love, this is why I love reality shows is I love like the cheating and the lying and all of that stuff. But I also love relationships and real relationships. And you guys have one. You've been together for over 11 years now. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We met in 2011, Ryan, and we uh, have done it all in our relationship. We've had our ups, we've had our downs, we've had our time apart, we got back yep. together, we've done it all. The fighting, the screaming, the kicking, <laughs> it's, we've had it all. But the thing that you don't expect in any relationship is that it would ever be on reality television, right? Yeah, I know, right? It was not in my wildest dreams that we would be able to tell our story on a on a network like Bravo, so... We when we got back together after my my graduate degree at NYU, he came to me and said, you know, I, I've got this other piece of information to tell you. And it's that <laughs> I'm starting a, a, a reality show. And I'm not going to lie, my heart kind of sank. It wasn't <laughs> what I saw in the cards for myself. And <laughs> as you can see throughout each season, I'm, I'm 100% on board with it. And I'm, I'm 100, 100% supportive of what he wants to do. Because that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, you really, really do see all of that. I just think for a relationship that's been there this long, you know, Family Karma started in what, 2017 or 2018. It's just not the normal thing that you have to deal with in an actual relationship. So I think it's another hurdle on top of the hurdles you guys have already uh, faced with everything. This season, season three, you guys, for those who are not watching, which I'm saying you can correct that really quickly, is that we do follow, you know, we saw your engagement, which was beautiful. We saw that as season two. And then season three, it's all about, you know, we're leading up to your wedding. And I got to tell you, like, they they had the the penultimate episode where it's like, okay, you know, families are meeting, you know, we're, we're meeting the people, you know, your, your aunt walking you down the aisle and, uh, and then the Super Bowl happened and I didn't get to watch the, I was like, I, I, I that was, I was like, that's my Super Bowl. I don't care about sports. <laughs> and now we have to wait until Sunday. I mean, it, it, it's, I'm kind of really excited and really scared. Can you tease what we potentially will see in the finale, good and bad? So everything is going to come to a climax. And this is not just a climax <laughs> of throughout the season. This is a climax of things that have been going on in our loved ones' minds for the past decade. Um, and you're going to see all of that kind of burst out into the open. It's it's a really, really raw and somewhat difficult conversation to watch, but it is an incredibly important and impactful conversation to watch. I think there are so many dynamics at play um, between Amrith and I as future husbands, now husbands, between Amrith and his parents, you know, as being the a, a gay child. And there were certain things that had never been discussed that can only bubble up for so long before they come to a head. And you get to see all of that on on camera. And I, I, you know, I don't think that I don't think that's been done before, where you just see these super emotional conversations and they're difficult to watch. But at the same time, viewers will see how much love and respect is is there. Yeah, you, you will, Ryan. And I, I told my mom, you know, I remember when we first started working on reality TV, and I started talking to her about it, she almost asked me, oh, so this is kind of like Full House. And I said, well, not 
So not quite much. It's not a full house. There's no script. It's unscripted. This is our lives. And, and I said, Ma, I need you to be honest with whatever you're feeling while we're doing this show together. I just want you to be honest, the good, the bad, the ugly, because then that's the only way people resonate with you is when you're being honest and not you're not producing yourself for the camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's, I mean, but also that's why I think people love your parents too on this show. And that's why I think the parents on Family Karma, you guys listening, are so great. I mean, the 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 parents shine. It's really funny. It's like, it's hysterical. And it's the one show I was uh, watching an episode with my mom and she was just like, oh, I could do reality television. And I'm like, no, you couldn't, mom. You could not do reality television. Um, off topic really quickly, but we did yesterday was Valentine's Day. How did you guys, how did you guys spend Valentine's Day? We had planned on doing a couple's mani-pedi and then dinner. Our plans were a little bit foiled. Um, we, I yeah. I ended up having a really, really busy day with work. Yeah. Unfortunately, it went late. But we both got our separate haircuts. We did get haircuts. <laughs> and then we a new, um, well, a restaurant in our neighborhood that's new to us, uh, a fun Portuguese restaurant. Portuguese. We got some wonderful seafood. He yeah. got a salmon. I got the snapper. And we yep. shared an octopus starter. And honestly, Ryan, going out to dinner on Valentine's Day, you're staying, you're like waiting for your table. It's so crowded. Yeah. So we ordered in, we stayed on the couch, we watched TV, and it was wonderful. We had a glass of rosé. Yep. Because it's, it's atypical <laughs> for during was, the week. So I I live in Los Angeles, and at like 5 o'clock, I had to go to a grocery store. And it was so funny because it was just dudes lined up for flowers. It was like <laughs> people last minute buying flowers, and it was it was funny. Um, hey, do what did you guys, did you guys honeymoon directly after this ceremony? or Because that's the end of the season. We haven't gone on our honeymoon yet. You know, Buenos Aires and, and Chile are, they still are calling. And um, we, you know, it was, there was, there, Ryan, there was so much happening again because it wasn't just a wedding, it was a televised wedding. So just coming off of that, it took us some time. There was no way either of us had it in our bandwidth to go directly <laughs> on an international trip. I mean, Ryan, it, it was when I say, there was a lot off our shoulders after we were done with the wedding. There really was. So we did take a mini moon to Puerto Vallarta, the gay yeah. Mecca of Mexico. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Did that um, for a long weekend, <laughs> a few days during the week, but yeah. we are planning our like full blown honeymoon. Yeah. Well, I mean, just having the cameras stop rolling is probably a honeymoon. And especially after that stressful, <laughs> uh, everything that's going around. Um, I, I was thinking about this in terms of, and, and, I'm asking some serious questions, you guys, but I want to I want to also point out the show is so fun and funny and just full of life. Uh, I mean, I do think it's funny that in this the, the last episode I was watching, you know, it's cutting to your serious scenes and then they would cut to a scene where people are doing improvisation. And I was like, that's not fair. You guys are you guys are doing improv over here. Um, what's it like, though, to not only represent Indian culture and show this in a way that uh, you know, Westernized audiences have sometimes not seen, and you guys are showing that to everybody, but also then representing um, uh, gay culture. I mean, that that's so much pressure on both fronts. How has that felt for, for you, Amrit, and for both of you guys? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great, because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like one. 
100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So why don't I, you know, I'll take the Indian culture component. Why don't he do, he can do the, the gay component. So for Indian culture, I think, you know, Ryan, this is time capsule content that we are providing viewers with right now. This will never happen ever again, because, you know, myself and my other castmates, we are the first born generation Indians in America. After this, all our kids will be second, third, fourth, fifth, that tug of war, that struggle between trying to conform to the Indian tradition while at the same time living our American dream, it's never gonna be like this. So it's actually, it's, when you think about it, it's so unique, you know, the content that we're, we're filming and, It'll never happen again, but it, it puts a lot of pressure. You know, I, I tell people, I tell fans, and I, and I love that, like, I, I, I joke around. If you run into an Indian on the street, 90% chances they see the show and they love the show. And that makes me so happy because going into it, I was nervous. I said, you know, this is the first time we're going to have an all Indian cast on television. We're not talking about the one guy who's really smart from Big Bang Theory. We're not talking about the one guy on The Simpsons who owned the gas station, which, listen, entertaining, but they all were stereotypes of Indians in America. Yeah. This was the first time. So it was nervous. I, I wanted to make sure that we were accurately representing our community, that people were relating to our stories. And so far, the feedback I've gotten is that we've just we've done just that. Yeah, you really have. And then, uh, Nicholas, in, in terms of like the rep, I just can't imagine what it's like to, uh, you know, like already, you know, live your lives. But then also like, by the way, you're also representing gay people everywhere. Like that's got to be insane. What's that like for you? You know, I think that what viewers really see is that gay people are just ordinary people, too. And sure, there are lots of stereotypes that many of us fulfill, you know. Uh, on one of these episodes, I reveal that with my Aunt Terry, she was safe. And I, whenever she would come visit as a kid, I would I would do her hair. You know, yeah, you a, told this really nice story about brushing your yeah, hair and you, you know, serious. a kid doesn't know what the word, a kid doesn't know what the word ally is, yeah. but you knew that she was in your corner. And I thought that was like a lovely quick story, just summing yeah. up that feeling. But then there are other hobbies that have, have consumed my life. You know, I I love to learn foreign languages. I, I'm a, I, I teach native Spanish speakers how to read and write. I, I speak French and some German and some Portuguese. Um, but what viewers can see is that Gay people have so many different varied interests um, and that there's way more that you can connect on with us than is than is different. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I, that, it's it. 
Yeah, I bought a greeting card that said, uh, love makes a relationship work. Gender is inconsequential. Uh, and I truly believe that. And I and I and I I hope this is an opportunity for the greater community, gay and straight, to relate to our story, yeah. to relate to the fact that we're an interracial couple, because we have a lot of heterosexual fans that have reached out and said, I felt the same sort of struggles and issues that you're feeling with. And that has nothing to do with being gay. Yeah. It, it's really rewarding to get uh DMs uh from uh, other Indian heterosexual couples saying, you know, I'm I'm Punjabi and my husband is Gujarati and our customs were really different. And I totally understand what you were going through. And I that wouldn't necessarily have been exactly who I thought would have been not commiserating, but identifying with with our story. Yeah. But it, it it really it really just speaks to how how much greater of an audience, you know, family karma can reach. Um, than what we thought. That's why I think this is one of the most important shows on Bravo. And I really, it would be a really uh, a huge shame if it does not come back for a fourth season. And that's why I really do want to scream this from the rooftops, you guys, is that you can watch this at any point. I will keep hitting that point home. Um, I was just going to, I just was hearing you talk about teaching languages and you're, you're a lawyer and all that. Like, what's it like to be smart, you guys? What's that like? Is that fun? <laughs> is that, is it, you guys uh, seem like you're highly is, functioning. That is, what's that like? Funny. I can't go there with you on that. I can't reckon, but it, it sounds fun. It sounds like you guys are doing a lot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't say that I'm like brilliant. It, we're, I feel like intelligence is so subjective. Like here, Ryan, if if you ask me to read a case and or a statute, sure, I'm a lawyer by by trade. I could do that, but like random, like the news, I'm clueless. I he he's very good about NPR. He listens every morning religiously to the NPR podcast. He knows exactly what's going on. Is up, up first, you listen to Up First every morning. Is that the podcast? Uh, I, do, I do Morning Edition, and then I watch the okay. Power too. But I am clueless, I love that. literally clueless when it comes to that stuff. So I, I think it's all subjective. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of uh, subjective, is that, uh, well, I mean, actually, to your point earlier, the thing that I wanted, I just keep trying to get this audience to to come on the journey of this show. But it, you're right, though. You know, I was watching you guys. Uh, you were, Nicholas, you were telling them they were putting gift bags together with your your family. And I was like, this is there's more similarities in all of us, you know, like the, the, the Indian culture aspect of it. Like what I was, I think there was this, there's this natural tendency for all of us to be scared of things that we don't know, which sounds ridiculous, but then you watch this and you're like, Oh my God, like my parents are like that. Oh my God, my parents. And then you're like, Oh wow. And it's like really comforting to know that like, okay, well, this is extremely positive because there's so much that we have alike, whether it be sexuality, race, ethnicity, there's so much to build on. And I think that's what this show celebrates. Celebrates, so it's really exciting. Could you take us back 11 or 12 years now? What was the first meeting like with you guys? Because that is a really lengthy amount of time. What was it in that moment? And could you ever see it going this long? <laughs> this is a fun story. I was story. I was out celebrating uh, transitioning from public accounting to working in an audit, uh, working at a bank in their audit department. And uh, I, I was with a friend. And I saw Amrith come through the door 
through the through the smoke. Okay, the well, well, let me paint it. Let me paint some more. <laughs> let, me, let me well, let me give you some more context. Let me you, cut in. Let me cut in. We weren't at like a Britney Spears concert, so yeah. it was two days before. It's two days before Christmas. That's right. And I'm at a holiday party, and I had just moved to Chicago, maybe three months before that. And Ryan, when I when I say I moved to Chicago, I had just not just I recently came out. I was finally com- semi comfortable in my skin, and I thought I was going to be the city girl skipping down the streets of Chicago. I barely knew our the neighborhood boys town but i did know that there was this one gay bar called berlin we actually met at berlin and i joke not berlin germany berlin on belmont in chicago the late night bar because it's open till 5 a.m on saturdays um and i was with a friend a very close friend of mine who was visiting and after the holiday party we're like let's go out let's have a nightcap and that's how we went to berlin yeah and he was there with his friend i was there with my friend and i was actually holding a guy's hand who met me at the bar to go to the dance floor and to do PG-13 stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving uh, room for the Holy Spirit or whatever, you know, you, 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 I locked eyes on him and, um, it's blurry because it was, there was fog and also blurry because we had had a few cocktails yeah. and I recognized him immediately from a profile on OkCupid, you know, the dating app. And I was like, <laughs> this guy's so cute. Uh, so we started to talk and. I had I gave him my contact my contact information and I I put my full name in his phone correctly which you know at that hour of the night Nicholas Kachukas that's a lot of letters but I did not. <laughs> you, well you put the last name in too you didn't just put C oh yeah that's me I'm real formal when Brian I'm, <laughs> Brian I'm gonna we really like you so I'm gonna give you a special treat I actually have them so he put his correct full name he put his wrong number there was a digit off. So I texted that number Classic. and it didn't go through. So I think on December 19th, he looked in for me and found me. On I Facebook. found him on Facebook and I still have the message from December 19th. Oh and he says, Amrit, you remembered me. I had a blast at Berlin on Saturday. So I guess I didn't scare you off. <laughs> and I won't read the rest of it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love that so, so, so much. Oh, wow. Um, God, imagine if you would not sent that message. Imagine if you would, and I'm, God, and how dare you spell the whole last name, right? But you didn't spell your number and you didn't put your number in, right? That's yeah. insane. Um, if, and when they do a fourth season, what do you hope to focus on for your storyline? Are you hoping to do improvisation next season? Are you like, cause it's been so intense for you this season. What would you hope? Would you hope to be able to get the lighter side of married life yeah. or what are you I, facing I had- now? I had said to Amrit, if we do have the opportunity for a season four, I am so looking forward to lighthearted conversations, being able to talk about our relationship with my parents, uh, just positive things and exciting things, not super heavy. Though on the flip side, Ryan, we are obviously trying to have a kid. And that's what I was just going to, yeah. To be difficult moments throughout that process. And (laughs) we've accepted that there are going to be culture clashes until the very end. What are you talking about? What are you, know, it's not all fixed now? Not everything's but not I, fixed now? That I, know how, I know how Indian parents are with a child bringing up a child. And so we just need to be mentally prepared for that. Yeah. But we want, yeah, less stress, le- no wedding planning. Wedding planning was one of the most stressful things I've ever done. And I've taken two bar examinations. Um, yeah. So none of that, hopefully. Uh, did you pass the bar on the first time? Or did, were you t- I did, did. You... No, I took Illinois in 2011 the first time. And I took Florida um, a couple years ago, passed for the first time. Jeez. Uh, what we were you about to say, Nicholas? We also have recently started to discuss homeownership, 
So that's a possible exciting avenue for us to pursue. Uh, there's just lots of lots wow, of big milestones that I'm we gonna. Want. I'm going to put some gas in my car today. That's home ownership. What's that like? I, I'll, put a, I'll put like $20 a gas. That's amazing. Um, I, you did bring up your parents and I don't want to hit on this too much because we've seen uh, the, you know, we've seen how intense it's been because your parents uh, did not want to be on, on camera. And they, you know, there were some certain issues with the, the marriage that, and that I think really all of our hearts went out to you, even though it doesn't make your, you know, they had very specific wishes and, and we, they're not there to speak for themselves how slippery of a slope was that for you to maneuver not only in your love for for him but also you know your love for your family and and all of these things and standing up for what you want and what you believe it just that i mean my heart just kept going towards you uh, in a lot of these scenes what was that like i think this is one instance where it was really rewarding to be able to watch the episodes and you don't see my parents, but I, I know where they are in the frames. And 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 if you the camera is on me, I I can I can reimagine where they were. It's rewarding to know that they they showed up and they were they gave their support. Um yeah. I talked to my mom this past weekend or two weeks ago about the most recent episode that aired before the Super Bowl. And it was really difficult for her to watch. And she said, you know, Nicholas, I, your dad and I walked away really hurt thinking that viewers have this impression that you grew up in a house with no love. And that just couldn't be any further from the truth. Um, you know, I, I grew up in an incredibly loving household. I, I, I talked to my parents every day. They came and visited, uh, they came and visited Miami for three weeks. Uh, over the Thanksgiving. Well, that, that's too long. That's way too long. That shouldn't have been. Yeah, three weeks. You know, that were, that really is way smart. too long. They were really smart <laughs> and realistic. They said, let's do three weeks. And you also get an Airbnb for us. And we'll, <laughs> okay, there you go. we'll go back and forth between your, your place and the Airbnb. And it just, it worked out perfectly. It was, yeah, it was, we're just in a really good space with my parents. Yeah, we they, really they, are. I love that. Wonderful, kind, kind people. So generous. Um, yeah. Like you said, we're in a really great place. Yeah. It's it's um, nice we're past all of the wedding stuff, and in hindsight, there was a lot of worry and there was a lot of fear. But they stepped up, and you know, my mom said, "Nicholas, there's no way that we would abandon you. There's no there's no way that we're not going to to be some kind of support to you." I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, and I, and I didn't mean it to say that I, you know, like, you know, we, I understand, I guess their trepidation in a way, and you do point that out, but it's really good to hear all of that as well. Um, and, and life is long and your relationship is long and, you know, things just go, there's so many ups and downs in life in general. Um, moving away from your storylines over the course of family karma, what have been your favorite storylines of your other cast members? Um, I mean, is there things that you're like, and, 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 you know, you have natural relationships with them, but how they're painted on the, I mean, like Anisha, I was like, like, we still haven't met her dude and we know she's married. We like, and we kind of took a dip out on her when I'm like, I want to see that relationship. You know, was there any kind of like, well, damn, we're showing everything. You got to show something, Anisha. Come on. There, you know, there is, I, I understand where Anisha's coming from yeah. because I do understand that she had gotten out of a really long-term serious yeah. relationship and it didn't go the way she wanted it to go so she's being really hesitant with this one but at the same time to play devil's advocate 
I mean, she had said when they were married, we would meet him and we still haven't met him. And eventually, I mean, she's, she, he, he can't live under a rock. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, no, she, it's, a, it's a tough one. I, I can understand her hesitation. Um, but the rest of us are out there putting our yeah, lives out. Vishal and Richa, just like we are. I mean, Vishal and Richa have gotten the brunt of it and people love to. Now, listen, if you signed up for reality TV, you signed up to be judged by the outside world and you signed up to have Twitter hate you and you signed up for people to be in your business because that's reality <laughs> TV. <laughs> yeah. And that's on a good day. You want people to be in your business that you're like, okay, good. Yeah. Like, get into it with me. So people know about the show. By the way, and we, by the way, uh, just so you could, the season three opened with Vishal and Risha, like they're, they had just got married and then it's been like this really insane journey leading up to this. And uh, I mean, I think there's so much room for season four though, which I'm so excited about. Uh, uh, how's your dog, you guys? <laughs> Oh, he's good. Where he is he? Come here. Yeah. Oh, he's he's back there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to. He's, uh, he's like, no, no, I don't want to be on TV. I know. Yeah, yeah, uh, please. Back to your question about uh, which which storyline from a cast member. It, interesting that you brought up Anisha because she was the first person who came to mind. It is really fun to watch your peers uh, be in their element and demonstrate their professional expertise and just all of their knowledge. And watching Anisha during her fashion show. It, it was really cool. It was really fun, and it was a big honor to to be able to participate that in her in in the fashion show and just watch her excel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is, that was really cool. It is. You can see uh, she's honestly. I will say she's glowing as much as I'm like I need to meet your husband. You can see that she's glowing. She's happier, and I am thrilled that she's found her person. Yeah. And I truly am. We've had our differences in the past, Anisha. If you're listening, I genuinely am happy for you. Yeah. No. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I. I love this reality show in particular because you really do know there's real relationships. It's all, there's a foundation which is very real. And I think the viewers can tell that immediately. And that's why this works. Um, you had a 13 episode season this season, which is your longest season to date. Uh, seasons one and two, way fewer episodes, but I'm glad that Bravo continues to tell the story in terms of working with Bravo. Uh, you know, I know you were at BravoCon, I believe, uh, you know, has it been interesting to meet the other Bravo celebrities? And do you guys watch other Bravo shows where you were even aware that you're around other Bravo celebrities? Yeah, it, it was a uh, BravoCon was a blast. It feels like a dream. It really was. It was it so like much fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because I would, I would call us Bravo babies and maybe not babies anymore. We're kind of Bravo's toddlers yeah. <laughs> in our, in our season three. <laughs> but I mean, we're certainly not, you know, Potomac or Atlanta. I mean, we, I remember sitting in a green room and Cynthia Bailey walked in. Yeah. She looked like a goddess from the heavens. I said, to, oh my gosh, that that's the woman from, from Housewives of Atlanta. And, and I, I know Cynthia's name, but in the moment I just, yeah. Broke. And, and when I introduced myself, she was like, well, I'm Cynthia Bailey. And it was like, oh. <laughs> and I remember I had, I fangirled for one. I promised myself, I said, Armit, you're going to fangirl for one Bravo Liberty and run Bravo Liberty, Bravo Liberty only. Can you guess which one? Her name starts with a K. Her last name starts with an H. Oh, I was going to say Candy. Uh, uh, Our favorite, Kathy. Uh, and, and I, and I, fangirl, oh, Kathy. And I, I said, thought you were Kyle. <laughs> I said, I need to take a picture with you. But honestly, it really, when they say Bravo, the Bravo TV shows, it's a family. It really is one big Bravo family because everyone is just so nice. Everyone's willing to talk to you. We met, we hung out with the VPR guys. Uh, I was with Tom Sandoval Saturday night until like two o'clock in the morning, Ariana. <laughs> yeah. um, all the, the summer, house summer house and winter house, they're always so, so kind to us. 
That's really Were you able to keep up with the their drinking? Were you able to uh not BPR? <laughs> some of them, some of them. I love what I did. Did Kathy Hilton? Uh, who did Kathy? I'm I'm picturing like I'm wondering who Kathy Hilton thought you were. You're like, oh, you're my sister Kyle. Uh, right. That's great. Yeah, she probably thought yeah. we're fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of BravoCon, though, that must have been nice to see so much love too, because there were so many, you know, Bravo fans and people that have really just like supported your show and all of Bravo. It's yeah. just really nice. I think those kind of I, I thought it was going to be a mess leading up to it. And it was just such a positive vibe that whole weekend with everybody just freaking out and so excited to meet everybody. Yeah, it was. We have people at BravoCon and we've had people in the past DMOs telling us that they've been able to come out to their family and to their loved ones after watching our show. And to have that kind of an impact is just, I mean. It makes incredible. it all worth it. It really does. That's the most rewarding part of the show. Yeah, you know, I, I, it really someone else's, you know, trajectory with their sexuality. That's really, that's a. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is all just be, and if you would, uh, if you had uh, not done that Facebook message, you'd have so many people not being able to live their lives authentically. You know, uh, I just, you got, <laughs> I just, uh, I thank you guys so much for your time today. Uh, hopefully, you know, you'll come back at some point. I really want there to be a fourth season. I want to continue following your journey. You guys are great people and such a good representation, uh, you know, for, for Indian culture, but also just marriage. Marriage, not screw gay marriage, but it's just like you guys are just such a great couple. And I think, uh, especially in this week when we celebrate love, it has been great to talk to you guys. You guys, family karma ends for this season Sunday, but you can watch all of the episodes. And I'm telling you, you can do this all in one weekend, just don't have any friends or family, but just get through all of them and find out how this journey ends. Cause I'm really, really nervous for Sunday to come around because I have not seen it yet. And I'm dying to, uh, and then go check out their Instagram posts, you guys, because I was on his Instagram post of the, the wedding photo and there's like 30 vendors. Like everybody was the vendor. I was like, oh my God, this seems like so much to like put together. There was so many vendors. It was an army for it sure. It was an army. Uh, well, I, I really appreciate your time today, you guys, and and have uh, have a great rest of your year. If I don't talk to you, uh, it's just been such a pleasure. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. It was a pleasure. Have a good one. Betches.